2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Paint show presented by Ball is Life. Ronnie Flores is back with us in studio. I guess you can call it the closet of studio uh, for episode 17. Uh, I mean, Ronnie, we, we're not going to waste any time today because we got a lot to talk about. Sure, yeah. We're going to start with uh, Geico Nationals. We're going to move into the big baller brand breakup and then yeah. touch on um, the latest in the college basketball pay-for-play scandal with... Um, I guess you want to call him celebrity attorney Michael Avenatti in his latest, uh, uh, you know, bombshell, quote-unquote, that he's been, you know, dropping the last couple of days yeah. on Twitter. So, Ryan, let's get right into the probing topic with Geico Nationals. I guess it's like the end-of-the-year, um, you know, national, quote-unquote, national championship tournament for high school sure. teams. Uh, it's April 4th to the 6th in New York City. Um, all games will be on. The ESPN family of networks. I believe the first round is on ESPN U, mm-hmm. and the second two or the, the the semifinals and the finals are on ESPN Two. Yes. Um, so you guys can, if you have the ESPN family of networks, you can watch those games. It's Going to be a lot of good teams, a lot of good matchups. Um, so the first matchup is going to go uh, in order from you know how they have it has set up: IMG versus Sunrise Christian Academy, University School of Florida for against Montverde, a Florida matchup. Uh, Bishop Gorman, a new team. Uh, that got added to the, the field against La Lumiere and Wasatch Academy against Oak Hill Academy. Uh, Ronnie, give me your, your breakdown um, on those matchups, first of all, and then where those teams fall in, in the latest update of the Fab 50
0: National Rankings. Got you. Um, yeah, Devin, um, you know, we've we've talked about this event. It really is a good field. Uh, IMG versus Sunrise, you know, they're, they're top-ranked teams. Obviously, we the event was originally going to have the – Top four teams in the Fab 50, but uh, McKeatron is no longer playing. So Lalamere's the number one seed. They're playing Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman's the eighth seed. So everybody slid up one. So that makes Montverde the two. So when Montverde takes on University School, that's a 2 7. Uh, Montverde's number three in the Fab 50. Uh, number four in the Fab 50 is IMG. They're now the third seed. IMG's and Sunrise Christian in the morning opener. Um, and then Oak Hill Academy and Wasatch in the 4 or 5. And Sunrise is 9 in the Fat 50. University School, you know, the seventh seed, is 10. And then Oak Hill, which didn't have their greatest regular season, but maybe they could turn it on, is uh, 17. And then Bishop Gorman, the team that is playing Lalamere number one, one seed and number one, in the Fat 50 is 25. Bishop Gorman had a, a good season, a young team. Uh, there will be one to watch in the future. This is the first time Nevada has been eligible for this tournament. Uh, They're probably like a year ahead of schedule in terms of where they maybe thought they would be. And, you know, they got Coach Grant Rice, who we had on the show before, they they had Lalamere within four points and possession of the ball, and they, they missed a three. And then LaLamir kind of closed the game out on them. It was maybe with like six minutes to go, 6.30 to go. So they're pretty confident. They can come and start well. They're gonna have a, you know, they're gonna have to play well up front. When you look at Max Allen, the freshman who we've seen a few times in flesh, and I've seen many times with, and then Isaiah Cortrell, who's well regarded, um, you know, you're dealing with a kid who's probably been the most productive player at the McDonald's so far. Which McDonald's is uh, this week, Wednesday night? Isaiah Stewart going to Washington, who's a huge recruit for the Pac-12. We've talked about it. they're much maligned right now. Um, they got a kid going to Kentucky. Keon Brooks, and the kid going to Pitt. So that's a lot to deal they with. They got a lot of bigs. Yeah, they got a lot of bigs. So they're going to have to, have to you know, if they can keep it close, maybe they could pull one out at the end.
2: Yeah, one thing um, about one thing I noticed about Gorman is they have great guard play. Yeah. You know, from Noah Tates, yeah. uh, Zayon Collins, guys like that. Max Allen's going to have to be real, real big in that game. The freshman, you know, six seven, six eight, freshman big man. He's skilled. He plays hard. But, again, you mentioned three guys going to high major schools. Yeah. In one front line, this La Lumiere. That's a tough one, but Ronnie, give us—you know—Bishop Gorman wasn't originally scheduled to be in this tournament, um, but McEachern, you know—there was Georgia, yeah. They, they dropped out. They were the number two team in, in the Fab Fifty. They are the number two team in the Fab Fifty, correct? Sure. Yes, they're still uh, number two. And they—they—they they, they dropped out. They were supposed to be in it. They're undefeated. Uh, what happened there? And we're going to bring in uh, USA Today columnist Jason Jordan in a second here to uh, further discuss that. But tell me, give us a, a breakdown of what happened there.
0: Yeah, I think. People are looking forward to them because McEachern's from a state, Georgia, that, you know, they've already been eligible for this event. So it's not like McEachern didn't eyeball this event. I think I talked to their coach as well, Coach Thompson. They, they they knew that they they had it on their their docket, you know. So they've never took in a state championship team that didn't win a state championship team. you know. Right. So obviously McEachern had to wait to see if they won a state championship. They actually had a great regular season. They beat like 9, 5, 50 teams, 12 in total, three teams that dropped out. So people were really looking forward to that. doesn't mean that they were going to meet in the final versus Lalamere. They'd have to get there, obviously. Right. But people were eyeballing undefeated teams in the final on that Saturday, April 6th. And then they accepted the invite at the state final, which was March 9th. Uh, which is the same day as the California final. Yep. They, they, they kind of like the coach made it public. We're, you know, we're going to New York. We're so excited. And then two days later, <laughs> it, you know, uh, a story comes out from yesterday's Jason Jordan that hey, maybe these players are not going to play. So they said, oh, maybe cooler heads will prevail. Uh, you know, maybe they'll 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 say, hey, we want to play. But I think, you know, the players uh, kind of were locked into the season and the season went better than they even thought. And then it was like, hey, we need to do some other things that, you know, will will benefit all of us. Some guys have to go on trips. Uh, Sharif Cooper, the catalyst of the team, really wants to play at USA Basketball and and do well there. Uh, you know, Jason could could divulge a little bit more yeah, about speaking, that.
2: speaking of the man himself, Jason Jordan on the line here with us. Jason, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us on the In the Paint podcast. Uh, you were the guy who broke the story about and players, you know, not playing and then... You know, you furthered your reporting um, about when they dropped out. Uh, Did did that personally surprise you, uh, considering the the relationship that has been had been built between the two sides? Um,
1: no, it didn't surprise me that they dropped. Well, you know, I thought they would. It it, it was just weird because it's like the lines of communication were a little bit off. I think. Um, does it surprise me that they? Quote unquote accepted and then dropped out? Yes, because that's never happened. You know? Yes. Um, so, um, I think what it was was there was just some miscommunications with um, some of the players and the coach. And I think the coach was kind of, he maybe jumped the gun a little bit. And um, I think, I think at the end of the day, it was just kind of a miscommunication. And, um, I think Sh- Sharif had been locked in USA for at least a couple weeks um, going to USA, and so, I mean, Sharif is Sharif. I mean, obviously, he's had like a historic season with what he's done, so the the tone of the players was, you know, I mean, Sharif's not going. Sharif and, Sharif and Isaac Okoro are almost like a package deal, so Sharif and Isaac were never going to go, you know. Um, Isaac wanted to get ready for the Nike Hoop Summit and, you know, playing in front of NBA scouts and kind of nurse some injuries that he had. I mean, boy, I had a fractured finger on him, you know, that he was nursing even in the state championship game. And so um, the other two, I think that made the other people think like, you know, hey, maybe it's time to start thinking for ourselves, you know, we had our heads down all season. Like kind of like what Brownie was saying, they had your head down tunnel vision all season, weren't talking to our girlfriends, you know, um you know just putting winning this championship and going undefeated above everything in our lives and we did that we accomplished that um so now you can't extend it after we've already you know cuz they had decided they weren't going when Sharif wasn't going which is again they they had they knew that before they were they were they had won the state championship now you got to remember um like Ronnie was saying that would had they taken you got to remember McEachern's history with Geico. The last two years, they've been one of the better teams in the country. But because they didn't win the state championship, Geico was like, depart from us, we never knew you. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And like you said, they have never taken a team that didn't win their state championship that could play for one. So now, would Geico have taken McEachern if they didn't win the state championship? Absolutely. But McEachern didn't know that. Yeah, you know, they, this They've year. only been, in their eyes, they've only been, you know, looked over, or, uh, you know, they've only been overlooked at the end of the day. And so they were never, when people say, oh, come on, they knew they were getting it. How? how? The last two years, they feel like they've been kind of screwed. Interesting. You they did like, say that. You know, so, so that's how their mind, you got to take a look into their mindset. And then with Sharif, People are like, oh, I don't know why he's going to USA Basketball. Um, he's Sharif Cooper. It's like, but you got to remember, he's not Sharif Cooper in his head because USA Basketball has never called him before. They've definitely not invited him to that. So now he's getting invited, and he's like, okay, all right, I got it. oof, I got to, you know. You be not, ready. He doesn't have yeah. the mindset of a Cole Anthony. People think he does because of how big his season has been and how well he did in the EYBL last year, but he doesn't. He's not... Mentally, call Anthony or Cole Anthony might be like, Yeah, hey, I'll get not to say Cole would do this, but I mean,
0: he's cold, he's already cold. Yeah, Sharif he's already at like that Barry level. Sharif. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he's still trying to prove himself, in other words, you're trying to say. Whereas a, a Cole Anthony can say, Yeah, I'll go to USA, okay, no problem. Well, Absolutely. this kid still wants now, to prove something, right? So, us outside looking in, we could say, Well, come on, man. I mean, come on, look what you've done. You're Sharif, you led the peace jam, scoring and assist.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You had this season where, you know, you were murdering. You literally dominated everybody that you played against. Come on, you're good. You know you know USA Basketball. I don't know that because
0: I don't have anything tangible to say that they'll do that. Right. All That's I know it. is they didn't invite me last time. That's all I know. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jason, yeah. Um, you know, you felt it was on their radar. They knew about it. Um, yeah. Did you feel, from what you know, that that changed at some point in the season, or whether that communication was there? Did that change at some point? In the season, in terms of them worried about Geico, or just in terms of them coming? Yeah, I think um,
1: I know they that was that was their goal at the beginning, um, and then you know, here's the thing: did it change? Yes, because of the uncertainty of it, right? Sure. So they felt like they were the best team. You know, one of the best teams in the country and certainly the best team in Georgia for the last three years, maybe four. Sure. They, they get picked up. They've
0: gotten picked off twice. Yeah, Right. upset. It,
1: it, and I would argue that it's harder for a team like McEachern to go undefeated than it is a team like Lala Mir, because there's a
0: familiarity with, and y'all know, New California. Yeah, like with you Norcross. Know, I know your tendencies. Yeah. and this coach have coach against each other for 15 years.
1: I know what he's gonna do. I know how to plan for you. Sure, and I know every tendency of your plan. It's kind of like you're my cousin. I, you know, I can, I know how to plan for you. So it's different for them to go under. I think it's is even more telling and more, you know, yeah, more heralded for them to go undefeated. So there was they were never like. I mean, certainly they were uh, confident that they were gonna win, but they weren't. They weren't like printing up T-shirts.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, they had to get it done first. That makes sense.
1: Right, right. So they got, you know, Sharif had the USA thing come up, and he was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and take this. This is the sure thing. Okay, I'm going to definitely do this. And then, you know, um, we're still going to try and win, and we're going to be content with going undefeated and winning the state championship. Because at the end of the day, we just never know. And I could tell USA basketball, now I'm not going to be able to come. Or I could just say, I'm coming and and fulfill this by the way, that's a dream of his. Fulfill this other dream of mine and pursue another dream, which is going undefeated and winning a state title, which they've never done before in school history. Sure. So um I think that, that it, it really came down to a decision. It's like, you know what, let's just let's do this. We've been concentrating on because they not we're not looking ahead. We're gonna concentrate on this state title and then we're gonna fulfill your other dream, Sharif. Let's do that. That's that was the, the logic.
0: That makes sense. Uh, Jason, um, do you think the goal there was an undefeated season, or did that just happen? Did that just work out? They won City of Palms. You know, w- what was your take at the beginning of the season? Yeah,
1: they, uh, yeah, that was definitely their goal to go undefeated. Gotcha. Um, and obviously, that would include them winning the state championship, but their goal was to go undefeated for sure.
0: Gotcha. And Jason,
2: let's take, let's take, um, Isaac and let's take Sharif out of the equation here with McEachern. Say they did. Okay. Say they did go. Which, did this did not going um, hurt any other players as far as college exposure goes? Any other players on that roster? You think? Uh, so, hmm, so you're saying had the whole team gone? Yeah, say say they, they decided to go. Say Geico accepted them without. Yeah, if the whole if the whole team went, if Sharif went and Isaac went, give me some names on, the, on, on the other guys on that team who. Might have helped out might have helped him out a little bit. Uh
0: well hmm. Or would have helped uh, it him sen- out. Yeah,
1: the seniors the seniors breed and um well Jared's
2: already already committed. Really honestly, to be honest, yeah they only play about
1: six players. Okay.
2: Yeah. So the two seniors that were going on the ones that were saying
1: they wanted to go on visits and um breed and I forget the other kids' name. But yeah, would that have helped them exposure wise? Um. yeah I mean I, I can't say it would have hurt them mm-hmm. now would it have helped Uh, yeah probably probably I mean it is during the final four I don't know how many college coaches are going to be watching Geico during the final four that makes sense so you got to think about it like that too Um, and yeah I, I mean yeah it could have helped him sure could it have helped him yes makes sense uh, certainly it would not have hurt them now they have already had their thing was not so much we want exposure well yeah they always want more exposure but they're realistic too so they already have some schools that are interested in offering them and saying hey man you need to get down here let's get to campus and their logic is this which i understood more so than anybody's logic was that we're not all sharif cooper so they're not gonna say hey we'll wait for you to finish geico when they have a player who is probably as good as I am that's ready now to come on, mm-hmm. you know, cause Hey, they, we might not like their school. Mm-hmm. So they have to go with the short thing too. So they're like, we need to run to campus. We haven't taken a visit mm. all season. Now that's crazy. That you makes know? sense. Um, so, you know, they're like, we kind of, it's time. They're, the, the, they're They said this without saying it. We've been team, team, team. The back of their jersey says we is greater than me. Which people were clowning them for because they're like, oh, I guess not because you're not playing a Geico. But that was their mantra for their goal. What was their goal? Go undefeated, win a state title. Because people don't skip steps. We We're all in sports. We get the athlete's mindset. You don't skip steps. You don't look. You don't look ahead of things. I granted the, the talk for Geico was always in the back of everybody's mind. But you kind of have to channel. If you're going to go undefeated, you are clearly focused, right? Sure. So With that schedule, yeah. Their goal was undefeated, win a state title. So that's the part that was the that was their the the quote unquote contract that was on the back of the jersey. me was greater than me. Now they're saying it's
0: me time. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And and I can't be mad at that. No, for sure. You know, I, can't, I, I can't be mad. at that. I Jason, mad at that. Jason, um, what can the event operators do? to avoid a situation like this in the future or, you know, is there anything they can do or is it, are the grassroots events such as USA basketball and other things, is it always going to be a tug of war at the end of the season? What, what do you see there? Yeah, that's a good
1: question. I think, I think we need to get on some phones. (laughs) I think we need to get on the phone and and, and work out a little schedule. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like this. I don't think it would be hard. And, you know, and I, you know, I think everybody would have to understand, you know, uh, everybody's event is very important. And I think they all know that. I mean, I know they all have conversations, but I think some of the conversations need to include scheduling. And I think it would be an easy fix. I think that's something that some of the, the organizers are taking into consideration now because you got to remember uh, Geico used to be
0: this tomorrow. week. Yeah. Geico used yeah. to be this week. Yeah. That changed it a yeah. little bit. So yeah. yeah, you know, you've had players going to USA basketball on the full before and then try to if their team loses, they try to swing over to, 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 right. to USA real quick. So we'll see how that plays out. So thanks for your insight on that. Jason, uh, you're in Atlanta right now. Obviously you're in the South. Uh, you live in North Carolina, you're checking out the McDonald's yeah. game you know how's that going? How did the scrimmage go? The first two practices, uh, what's standing out so far to you there as the McDonald's game play takes place on Wednesday night this week.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the, the practices, Brian, you've been to practice. They, they're they're nothing different than what you've seen. Sure. Um, half the players still coast and pretend like the NBA execs aren't over there watching them with pens in their hands. Sure. This is baffling to me.
0: Yeah, some um, of them are still coasting. That that makes sense. But
1: you're right. But um, you know, there have been some guys that have really stepped up. Uh, Wiseman is why really standing out down here. Uh, Precious Acho is down is, is playing well. Isaiah Stewart has just been dominating everyone.
0: Yeah, um, I've been I've been seeing thought, that and reading that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's he's looked great. I mean, he's a workhorse. That's just kind of his mentality. And I've, I've liked Nico Mannion. Nico's played very well.
0: Yeah, that was the next question I was going to ask you as we close out. Yeah. Uh, who surprised you uh, besides Nico? Who has uh, surprised you with their ability? Or talk a little bit about Trey, Nico. And then who else?
1: Yeah, so Trey Mann is one that has um, has stood out. You can tell that he kind of. As a little bit of a chip,
0: sure, sure,
1: a little bit of chip, which
0: I like. Yeah, maybe some people uh, don't think he belongs there or he was one of the last guys picked. I, I can see his his de- approach, de-
1: definitely. Man, Wendell Moore. I'm talking guys that you probably wouldn't be like, Oh, really? Um, Wendell Moore has played well, doing what he does, kind of checking off all the boxes, you know, doing getting deflections and rebounds for kickouts, playing great defense, um, stuff that you probably won't really notice. In the in the game tonight, but um, stuff that could pay big dividends next year um, in college for Duke for sure. Um, unfortunately, Vernon Carey isn't playing uh, because he's resting for Geico, but I understand that. Yeah, Vernon, I've um, been
0: hearing that he he may not play. Um, yeah, he's not gonna play. Yeah, you know, do you think going back to Wiseman? Obviously, he's seven foot. He's the biggest guy there. He's a he has agility, mobility. Does he get a t- a bad rap? because he's just you know at times people think he's coasting or does he just know at this level you know a lot of 17 18 year olds can can hey, you know what I'm better than that guy I could just I can beat him when I want what, what's your kind of take and and thought on James Wiseman it, it's funny you say that because um i liken him
1: to like and not even to this level but uh I played against Julius peppers in uh high school sure football and basketball right okay and if you watch Julius Peppers play a high school football or basketball game, uh, let's say football, because that's what he's a, a, probably a Hall of Famer in. Yeah,
0: he's, You'd be he's like, definitely.
1: Yeah, he's big, but I mean, you know, I mean, put some effort into it, Julius Yeah. Peppers. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and then he would show you, hey, I can dominate this game whenever I want to. I just don't choose to. Sure, and and but but then he gets to the Shrine Bowl, which is like back then was like the McDonald's All American game for high school football players, and he just he's like slinging <laughs> six, six, 300 three hundred pound linemen around the field, just like tossing them like ragdolls, right? Yeah. So as his level of competition raised, he became dominant even over them. Yeah, and that looks to be what James Wiseman is doing. Like he's really down here, you know. Working on NBA moves, like yeah, it's clear that he's um, been told what the NBA guys are looking for, and he's he's wanting to prove to them what he's capable of because he's you know he's vying for the number one pick a year from now. So um, he's definitely played with a lot more of what everybody wants to see. He's showing people what they have wanted to see from him more consistently. And I think that's a testament to him. We've had, I had a conversation with him coming into it, and I told him about you know the rep that players get from, from guys like us and NBA execs, and he couldn't believe it. He didn't believe it. I talked to him again Sunday night. We sat down and talked, and he said, the first thing he said was, I see what you mean. I see what you mean, because he had had one practice. He said, it wasn't me, but I see what you mean. So um, he's definitely got a another gear, uh, motivation-wise, and I think that's going to probably carry
2: over to Memphis. Jason, man, thank you so much for this wonderful insight. Uh, Have fun at the McDonald's game, and uh, hopefully we can have you back on here soon. Yes, indeed. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Ronnie, Jason Jordan, USA Today High School Sports columnist, a guy who has, um, you know, connections everywhere. Yeah,
0: he's uh, been, uh, you know, he has good rapport with the players, and I've worked with Jason for four or five years with ESPN, so you know he, he does a good job in terms of from a player's perspective. I think sometimes we can get lost in a perspective of an adult, so yeah, you know, I, I see that. And I, you know, I see from the highlights that ballerslife.com is Life.com's putting out and on YouTube and others, I you can see that James Wiseman has a lot of talent, obviously, that's that obvious. To, yeah, I mean, seven foot, he's agile, mobile, so we'll see what he does in the game. I, I'm expecting. The guys who've kind of been practicing or the guys who've been locked in and have good games like Isaiah Stroud, I'm not surprised because Lalamere's ready to play. Right. You know, similar to Precious, you know, Montverde's getting ready for next week. We talked about Geico. So for a guy like Anthony Edwards, his team barely went 500. He was done three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's got to wrap it back up. So should be a good game. Hopefully hopefully, some of that carries over to the game, and sometimes that doesn't happen. But yeah, I would expect... Um, Nico to Manion to have a good game because he's got something to prove. East versus West versus Cole Anthony. And I would expect Wiseman, a combination of Wiseman, Stewart, or um, one of those four players to have a really good game. You know, okay. Mannion, Anthony, because he's in hometown in Georgia, Wiseman, or uh, Stewart. So Gotcha.
2: Well, that does it for that topic. Let's move into a topic that um, is really lighting up the – the newswire and the twitter verse and any social media um area that you can think of it's the big baller brand breakup sure um so most of you people who listen already have you know you guys know, know about the, you know about this the alan foster the yeah. the guy who was involved with the uh, ball and the family and creating big baller brand um stole some money from zoe or Allegedly, uh, allegedly stole money, know, skim money from the business, skim money who's, from the business. Whose is those? That's right. what people don't understand. Right. What what money is those and what money isn't? It's all intertangled and within yeah. the JBA and the them yeah. going to Lithuania Ooh, and the sure. show and the brand and who knows? It's just a, it's an absolute mess. Um, it took another turn when Lonzo tweeted, or excuse me, put on Instagram a picture of him. Uh, in his Lakers jersey with his retired u- uniform behind next to Kobe with the hashtag uh my own man and the caption moving on to bigger and better things and then uh earlier this week um they showed an update of his his arm tattoo on his forearm where the bbb was there is now it's changed into some dice wow and then to add more to more, more fuel to that fire uh, Lonzo's manager Darren Moore, uh, better known as Demo to all the people who you know follow the crew on Instagram and social media, uh, he posted a video of him tossing some BBB shoes down a trash chute, saying #hashtag Dump your merch. Ronnie, we've seen all of this develop from the beginning. From the yeah. beginning, when Lonzo was in eighth grade, going yeah. into high school, at Chino Hills, Mello and Jello were you know middle schoolers, yeah, uh, young guys. Lavar, very boisterous in the gym uh you know kind of taking his kids around to multiple high schools in chino hills and saying how great they were going to be and he was right they were great in high school yeah he was right about that but we've seen this kind of develop into what has become now and it's kind of sad to be completely just straightforward it's it makes me sick to my stomach just watching this and alonzo deleted all all the pictures on instagram that involved big baller brand and lavar i mean they're letting it play out in public um when it shouldn't be
0: yeah, I, I I see your take there about Lenny Powell in public. It's because these are young guys and um what I think people are missing, I see two things that are missing, is that uh it was got there they got there mainly because of Lonzo's talent. Obviously, Jello is a talented high school player and Mello could be there, but Mello is not um a professional yet. You right. know, so in terms of what we call professional. And we weren't
2: we weren't I mean, able to see what Mello could do. Yeah, at the high school level as a junior and senior as he matured
0: yeah so you know the the real talent is Lonzo and his employment play for the Lakers so all this other stuff is you know hyperbole social media and LaVar did a good job of building that but he's building that on his son's talent and his son's accord so you know they're able to do all that fund it now obviously got some funding from Facebook that's mostly Lonzo's doing yeah so but people are saying well it's lavar's marketing this doing this marketing yeah but he's doing it for his son right he's not doing it separate because his son as we know his son owns from according to ramona shallburn's report from espn he owns 51 percent of you know tina owns 16 he owns 16 and alan owns 16 so that means doing the quick math they own 84 percent of the company so as a family so you gave access and he had, you know, access to money to a person that has 16% of the company. That doesn't make any well, sense and let's, let's, from let's, the beginning. Let's dive into Alan Foster. It, it's yeah. come to light that
2: he served prison time sure. for doing embezzling similar things, things, embezzling money from Others. from af- other African-American uh, people, vulnerable people. And here, my thing is, like, dude, it takes one background check to find that out. Yeah. It takes one background check to see someone's checkered past. Why was a background check not done? Because the guy sold himself to you yeah. was uh, was stroking your ego, or so? I think that's got to be. You just
0: it. nailed the the point on the head, hit it on the nail on the head. Is many people you talk about people that, that don't make it to where they should, and want something. You start listening to people that say what you want to hear. Okay, and this guy knew that. I think Alan's smart enough to know. If he's dealt with other people... Straight up took, con, con artists, yeah, that's taking, what they do. Taking people. He, he finds out, okay, I'm going to say what this guy wants to hear. Sounds like a good idea. But, um, you know, I thought maybe they could have... Again, you need Lonzo for the brand. If they could have made the brand, but let Lonzo still have his own career, yeah. have his own shoe deal, and still build a brand saying, hey, these are my sons. Okay. You know, Maybe they work something out with his image and likeness, something... But they're making it sound like they made a great idea with the brand, but they needed their son to do it, and his son wasn't even involved in the operations. Of course, he's, right. he has to practice. He has to go to NBA games. He's traveling. He has a young kid. So Alonzo has a lot on his plate from the terms of Chino Hills to 16 to now. Yeah. He's, he's grown a lot. You know, you take something like that. I, I'd like to go back to the uh, thing we talked, I just mentioned about players not making it, is uh, Raymond Lewis, the, the great player from Verbum Day. Um You know, in a great, an NBA scout said this about him, and it made a lot of sense to me. He said when he was 18, he had the emotions and the demeanor of a 15 year old. But when he was 21, he had the emotions and the demeanor of a 35 year old. So that could easily, I think that's what's happening to Alonzo a little bit. And obviously, it may not be that drastic, but he's grown up real fast. And now he's going from a young guy who's just playing basketball and joining himself with his buddies. To like, man, look what I'm involved in. Yeah, know, yeah, Hopefully he's you know, he's he's got a lot on his plate, he's still gotta do his job. Yeah. And I think that's where it became uh an issue is if if you know, if he had if he was one of the best players in the NBA, or you know, uh going that way, tracking that way, and he was like, hey, this guy's gonna get a max deal, he might have let you know what dad, go ahead and do what you're doing. I, I wanna just yeah, I'm gonna keep moving. But you're not making that much money. If you have, you know, a ten million dollar, he's obviously making whatever the rookie sliding scale, scale is for yeah. the second pick. Forty percent of that has gone as taxes, and 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 uh, reportedly Allen somehow the one point five is missing, and he also paid himself for being working with the company. Right, so that's it's even more two money. Million, that's almost yeah, two million dollars. Right. So that that money's going fast. And here's he's the paying, thing: you know, he's paying expenses. He's an NBA player. He's spending money. Yeah, as you mentioned. Right, as you
2: mentioned. The second contract for every NBA player is extremely crucial. Yeah. Because you're either in the league or you're out of the league. That's how it works. Yeah. Lonzo's been hurt. Like securely in the league. Securely in the league, right. Yeah. Some guys will be in and out, 10-day contracts. Correct. Getting cut. Lonzo's been hurt the last couple, his first two years of his NBA career. His numbers, while respectable, uh, the shooting numbers are scary for any NBA franchise. The shooting numbers are scary. Yeah, shooting below fifty percent from the free throw line. Yeah, for a second pick, shooting you know hovering on that thirty to twenty nine percent from three, and not shooting twos at a high rate either, or finishing around the basket at a high rate either. Do you think? I think he's looking there. Someone got in his ear. You know whether it's someone on the team or LeBron saying, "Hey, dude, like your money's in a whole lot of whole lot of different places. Yeah, Uh, you need to. You know your second contract is not guaranteed. Guaranteed. Whether it's a big one or a small one." uh You need to kind of get the business side of things under wraps Squared away for yourself. Squared yeah. away, just yeah. in case you end up. I mean, he's in, he's been injured a lot, man.
0: Yeah, and it's it's it's,
2: sc- it's a scary notion to be out of the league with right. no, you know, money. The money you made all tied up in in other shit, places. various places that that might just not even
0: be working. Not even working. Yeah, exactly. not, this money's not working. From it's right. going out. Where's the money? <laughs> it's coming not coming in? in. Right. Yeah, the money's not coming in. You know, obviously, if you have a house. You Know, especially in LA, it builds I mean, they got equity. a big baller brand compound, yeah. yeah. I mean, you build equity, that's money you get. You know, you're working with another company, such as Nike or even another company, yeah. That's money coming in, sure. You don't have to build, push it out to build it back in, right? All this, he's pushing to, it all out, and it's just going away, it's just going away, so. That's tough because you know we've we've gotten to talk to him over the years. We've gotten to know, talk to him a little bit over the years. Always
2: a cordial, real nice kid. Great, yeah.
0: And and Mallow and Jello too. You yeah, know? They're, they're always good whenever we whatever whether we're streaming a game or talking to them after an interview of a game. So th- that's another thing I see. You know, when 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 Darren is throwing the shoe, I'm I'm just <laughs> like, wait a minute, Lonzo still owns that company. He still owns the company. So we don't know is it going to be dissolved? Is it going to be filed? At I don't know if they could even do. This. I don't know the legal parts. But are they finally in a chapter eleven and try to liquidate it? Are they trying to sell it? Are <laughs> they just trying to kill it and take the complete? Law? I look at it as yeah. Dr. Dre going back to um, when he left Death Row. He he left Ruthless Records because he didn't like what was going on with Easy and Jerry Heller at that time. He hooked up with Suge Knight, who was very influential, very uh, you know outgoing, and, and talked him in. and He left that company as as I know it uh have in a $350 million company. He left it high and dry to start that aftermath and yeah. it worked out. Now Dr. Dre is worth a billion dollars because he <laughs> sold his treats by Dre to Apple. I mean, it, it became a second success story. But like you said a few minutes ago, there's no guarantee that Lonzo's going to have that second, second contract second win. or the
2: shoe or the shoe deal waiting for him. Yeah. Is Nike interested? Is, is Adidas interested? Nike might have other problems. So Was, now, yeah, we're going to get into that <laughs> yeah, in just yeah. a little bit. Nike yeah. might have other problems. They might not be signing nobody yeah. to
0: no shoe deals anytime Is so. Adidas
2: interested? Puma yeah. has come on the scene yeah. signing young guys DeAndre yeah. Ayton, uh, uh, Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley and, and Michael Porter Jr who's sitting out this year with an injury. Yeah. They're all Puma guys, but
0: what what kind of budget does Puma have to be, you know, paying guys so And what kind of what kind of uh negotiation savvy and negotiation uh, tactics to have? have yeah yeah he yeah. would have been coming coming the, out of college for sure but coming to the Lakers everybody's like oh my god this is working it's for sure gonna work if this is big baller is gonna work he's going to the most popular team the color schemes are similar to yeah the, you know the gold and the yellow yeah it all worked and then a year and a half later it's it's it's
2: up in the air. It's up in the air because you got to... Number one, you got to produce on yeah. the court. Number two, to be, to you gotta, produce, you have to stay
0: on the court, and you have to be savvy in business.
2: Yeah, he hasn't been able to do he's, the first two things, and he's
0: and the savvy business is not there either. And it's Clear, still not been there. Clearly, so. it's it's an unfortunate
2: Stop. situation because yeah. we've we've come to know the family fairly well over the last. Few yeah. years covering them through their, uh, you know, QJZ Elite uh, Club team to yeah. big ballers to the national to championship. Chino Hills national yeah. championship, all that stuff. So you hate to see it happen, but man, when you let when you let snakes, you know, into your into your circle, man, that shit happens.
0: Yeah, because you think it's so ironic, because you're saying this is our family, this is close. And you you met somebody who you haven't known. They saw Alan
2: as family, quote yeah. unquote. That's
0: what Lonzo said. Later. Yeah. Later. But I'm saying he hasn't been around since they were talking. No, for sure. They so, they met they met I think Lonzo became friends with Alan Foster's son in the seventh grade. Yeah. So it, it and and that's tough because you, you you don't wanna put you don't wanna put uh people's past completely on their future. So in other words, you know, if somebody's been in trouble or somebody had troubles as a youth or even been incarcerated. That doesn't mean you don't talk to them or, or whatnot. It doesn't mean... Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't
2: mean you... But you got to do... Business is business. Business so. is business. And it, you yeah. see... It, it takes one background check to see, uh, you know, someone's past. Yeah. This guy spent... Like, let's touch on it again. He spent time in prison for taking advantage of African-American people and, and their money. And yeah, and, that's and, tough. and... And taking their money and uh, embezzling it or whatever you want to call the, the term you don't let somebody like that into your business yeah it's straight it's it
0: should be cut and dry yeah i, I agree with you there uh so to, to kind of wrap it up in, in that topic and whatnot the hard and pain, devin let's go hard and the pain on it what's happens from here what give me your thoughts on what happens from here and then what for lonzo so like i'm a small business owner with
2: my scouting service right but nobody wants my scouting service doesn't make any money okay um how do you get that 16% shareholder out of your company? Do you just, is it straight up dissolved? Is it chapter 11 bankruptcy? Can they file for chapter 11 bankruptcy? How do you get that at 16%? Cause he has, he's a 16% shareholder in the company. Can he, can Alan Foster take big baller brand and now go do something with it on his own? I mean, Lonzo and, and all those guys have to distance themselves as far as possible, as quickly as possible. And start uh, negotiating with other apparel slash shoe companies to, you know, get yourself turned around in the right direction. Okay. So do you
0: think, like, yeah? So what do you think that's gonna happen? You think Lounge is just gonna sign with another shoe company? have a pretty good career. Is it or is he gonna have a Dr. Dre type second coming? He's gonna have dude. A- that's tough. To, that's that's really tough to tell.
2: Know, I ho- here's the thing. Yeah. I hope he has a Dr. Dre type Re- resurgence, resurgence. rebirth, something yeah. like that. I really hope so. I really hope yeah. everything works out for him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it it depends on his game. How gonna, deep this goes into the family, like yeah. if Levar was involved in, in
0: yeah, scraping how the much money was, whatever. Yeah. How much was Levar involved? Is yeah, because like you said, why is he kind of like, you know, making it public that he's not happy with his father at this time? Right. You know. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not a, resolved. It's and I that's where I personally think is, like you mentioned, an older person, somebody with the Lakers, maybe an older NBA player said, "Hey, Lonzo, this is what's going to happen. I've seen this happen before." whether it's happened to Antoine Walker, whether it's happened to Darius Miles, yeah. whoever, you know, hey, you need to pull this in. But for it's tough for him because it's not a, just a business person or a bad agent. You know, I've heard stories where guys, I'll give you a quick story real quick. Yeah. Robert Ory was uh, his agent with Keith Glass and Keith Glass, this agent got to know Robert Ory's family well. He babysitted his, his kids. Oh, how you doing? He brought them Christmas cards and with one letter, he fired him, terminated him. Okay. Their, their relationship was over yeah. that quickly. Just a letter, a dear a dear Sally letter. Right. So that shows you how, because it's not family. Right. You can do that. It's you know, different. It's just different when he's your father, your mother, your brothers. So I, he's in a tough situation. But, so I think with, he's going to have to go back to reinvent himself, get good quality training in the off season, be healthy, try to be healthy. Obviously, nobody can predict or have a be right, healthy. Right, right. And, and concentrate on basketball and try to, that will get him rehabilitated to where he wants to go Is he's kicking ass on the court.
2: Sure. And for me, the thing is, yeah. here's the thing, like for me, if family was involved in shaving this money, you yes. dear Sally, those, those guys, you okay. dear Sally them wow. later. Yeah. I mean, straight up.
0: Yeah. That's tough.
2: That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be cutthroat. Although, although it's tough. If,
0: yeah. if
2: someone's screwing you like that behind the scenes, man, and their, their family, you cut them straight oh, up. Wow.
0: So, but
2: yeah. Alonzo needs to get good people in his camp. I think yeah. that's the key. For, first and foremost, get good people in your camp. Get financial advisors. Get yeah. NBA veterans, people within the Lakers organization sure. to give he's you good lot, advice. He's got plenty of resources. he got a, plenty of resources. He's a
0: player, NBA player in Los Angeles, and people like him. He's right. Quiet, quiet-spoken guy. You no, know, he doesn't. Doesn't seem to cause a lot of people. Doesn't cause any people trouble. No, yet. he likes basketball. So. We're pulling for him, obviously. Yeah, no so, doubt. Uh, hopefully, he has that that uh, that turnaround, and and it starts with the court. You know, yeah. he, obviously, the Lakers had a bad another thing. Yeah, the Lakers had a terrible season. A yeah, just a, season. Yeah, just it's just more more egging on the top. You know, right. more 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 frosting for this terrible cake yeah. that was baked. Because the Lakers were bad. Yeah. He was injured, and it just didn't work out. So we're speaking, pulling for you, Lonzo. Speaking
2: another <laughs> terrible cake that's being baked, oh, <laughs> boy. Um, uh, I'm not sure how to refer to him. An attorney who represented the porn star who was... Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels, who was, you know, going after Trump uh, recently, Michael Avenatti. uh, He tweeted on Monday. uh, This is... is, I laugh at this, but this is an interesting situation. He tweeted, you know, tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time, we will be holding a press conference to disclose a major high school college basketball scandal perpetrated by Nike that we have uncovered. We'll get into the Wii later. Uh, this criminal conduct reaches the highest levels of Nike and involves some of the biggest names in college basketball. Soon after that tweet was sent, Michael Alvinati was arrested, arrested by the feds uh, for wow. trying to extort over twenty million dollars from, from Nike. From a huge company,
0: a billion, a billion, multi-billion billion dollar, dollar company, company
2: with lots of power, yeah. whether it be in the
0: grassroots, market, grassroots, it, high it, it, school, retail,
2: college, retail, anything it, you think it, of, yeah. one of the most powerful companies in, in, the, America. World, in yeah. the world, in the world. Yeah. So uh he was arrested. And, you know, it came out that, um, you know, another attorney was involved, Mark Garagos, and then a grassroots um, coach or club director who we know very well, uh, Gary Franklin Sr. of Cal Supreme, was the guy providing him this quote unquote uh, damning information about Nike paying players and their families um, to go to respective schools or to, you know, pledge to stay with the brand, whatever it may be. Um, and to play for the club
0: teams. Yeah, that's a lot of...
2: The names were, you know, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Bull Bull, who's now injured at Oregon. DeAndre Ayton, obviously, a standout um, rookie center with the Phoenix Suns. Ronnie, we've had the Adidas scandal going on for the last year or two. The You know, all these federal investigations, wiretaps, all this stuff with agents and runners. And, I mean, dude, are we surprised at all that Nike could potentially be you know involved in
0: paying players i'm not no nobody's surprised Devin. i right. think the surprise is we don't know exactly what the federal original federation uncovered obviously uh tony bland uh coach book richardson and a few other people i think pleaded uh pleaded so we didn't out, hear yeah. their testimony we don't know what that testimony yeah. said. but christian dawkins <laughs> is on trial again and there's gonna be he's going to trial, sure. so there's gonna be more coming out. And I believe you know?
2: Sean, Sean Miller and in, Will Wade have both been, been subpoenaed. subpoenaed. Yeah.
0: So that's already besides this. Yeah. So this there's is gonna be coming out. I look at this Avenatti story and I see somebody. We're in this age that everybody, you know, the truth comes out faster, obviously, but also bullshit comes out faster, right? Bullshit, you know, bullshit comes out real comes fast. out real quick, and yeah. it travels and people believe it. So I look at Avenatti as somebody who took. The, a well-known lawyer took the Stormy Daniels case. Now, if people like Trump or dislike him, that's besides the point. The point is he's a big figure. He's obviously the biggest figure in the world right now, probably. Yeah. He's the president of the United States. That's crazy in itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. like, because he's a celebrity. He's been a celebrity in the past. Right. He's, he's a, a businessman. He's a business guy and a slash and celebrity a, and a Rally reality TV guy. Reality yeah. TV guy. So what guy would uh, from a lawyer's perspective, what guy wouldn't want to take this guy down if he's dirty? So they're like, okay, I'm using this avenue of this of this porn star, but it didn't work. Yeah, it, the court, the the thing got thrown out of court. So I look at this guy's now he's upset, he's publicly embarrassed. So let me go after something else. But I just don't see how he said, okay, let me handpick, or I don't know how he got involved with with Gary Franklin, yeah. who's who's. More, uh, Gary's a, I've known pretty well, I I would say, you know, from, in terms of being in the gym and talking to him on the phone a little bit and talking to him in person about players, things to do pretty low key, low key guy. Yeah. So how did this, who sought who out? Yeah. How did this seek him out to let's go after this? You know, I, I know Gary's not happy about what transpired with his team, with Cal Supreme. Right. They lost their deal. Yeah. You know, of course he's not happy, but how did this come from Avenatti and another lawyer um, you know, Mark Garagos, is that his name? Garagos, yeah. Garagos, who's worked with Colin Kaepernick, and he's worked with... A lot of celebrities. A lot of celebrities How of celebrities and did athletes. those two think to work My with kids, to go after Nike? It's just... And all this happened in the last two weeks. It's crazy. It's not like this was building up months ago. They had a, a sit-down meeting with the company and, and said their spiel... And then they informed the feds give us a little more time and in those two days they informed the feds of what was going on and they arrested Aminati. Right, the, the, and he was gonna have a press conference just this next past day. Monday. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So that obviously we don't have as much insight in as maybe like the Ball situation or, or the, the McEachin situation and yeah. in, in Geico, but boy, um I guess it's the wrong it's yeah. the
2: wrong company to go after, whether you like have that, you pay, or yeah. the wrong way to do yeah. it.
0: Yeah, they're, they're they're a strong company. Um Obviously, they got a lot of lawyers. It didn't. It seemed like just reading the transcripts and what supposedly was said when they were filming the interview is uh, he maybe went a little overboard, like in terms of what he was trying to say. It's it, it comes off as extortion to most people that I've talked to, probably yeah. you as well. It, yeah. it comes off as extortion. Now you got to prove that it's extortion, right? Nike's lawyers. He's a lawyer, so he's gonna say, "Hey, this is what I was saying. I was talking to the lawyers. I told them to settle out of court." So he's gonna spin it his way. Because he has experience with that, but it seems it's going to be hard, there's, I think.
2: There's multiple ways to spin it. Yeah. You know, lawyers have... That's what they do. Yeah. Whether it's Nike's side or his side, it's it's going to... I think it's going to get ugly, and do I think... It's going to get ugly, Do yeah. I think Michael Avenetti might have some information that is damning to Nike? Of course. Of course he does.
0: Or he wouldn't tweet you. Of course,
2: but yeah. here's the thing. If you're trying to expose... So if you're trying to expose a multi-billion dollar and powerful company, yeah. don't go to Twitter and say it's you're going to yeah. have a <laughs> a press conference. Have a press conference. Like dude, just have the press conference. I would I thought he should have still had the still press had conference. Still had the press conference. And just he's, said what he said. So he's I guess he's what he was going to say in the press conference has now become a Twitter press conference. <laughs> a Twitter press conference. You know con- what I mean? Yeah. So doesn't have as much credibility. Yeah, does. on Tuesday, yeah, it doesn't have as much credibility now because he got arrested. And, and because that's of that's what people see. Yeah. Correct. So, He's an arrested person accused yeah, of something very serious. Exactly. So the the impact has has lessened because of that. But uh, here's one of the tweets. Let's read these tweets, Ronnie. Let's just do it. Ask De- so March 26, which was Tuesday. Michael Avenatti says Ask DeAndre Ayton and Nike about the cash payments to his mother and others. Nike's attempt at diversion and cover up will fail miserably once prosecutors realize they have played, but by- they have been played by Nike and their lawyers. Uh, this reaches the highest levels of Nike. The next one. Bull, bull, and his handlers received large sums of large sums from Nike. The receipts are clear as day. A lot of people at Nike will have to account for their criminal conduct, starting with Carlton Debose. He's the you know main guy behind the EYBL. Yeah, grassroots uh, grassroots, grassroots level. Yep, uh, and moving higher up, the diver- diversion, charade the orchestrate against me will be exposed. So he's he's claiming innocence and claiming that he does have this information, and that when it does go to court or whenever he's gonna these documents are provided he's going to be cleared of whatever it is that they're charging him with which is extortion yeah um and you know i I read a story on yahoo yesterday by dan wetzel and and those guys over there that you know bull bull the guy involved bull bull mel mcdonald who we saw multiple times at modern day games games, and bull was there and and grassroots events right yeah, yeah for sure that he's involved and that's that's a name that should probably as the yahoo's story said should probably scare nike a little bit because you know he has a history of, of that kind of behavior as well. Yeah. So it's
0: it's my my take is that Avenatti, you're, he's calling out DeAndre and his mother, and, and that goes Brandon back McCoy, to yeah. that goes back to, for them it's not legal, illegal. Sure. It's going to be legal for the company, right? And where did this money get reported? But DeAndre is, it's just a player in this game. He's not. He's just a, a basic, name. He's yeah.
2: just a name for Avenatti to use to prove that Nike was. Correct and at fault. So the,
0: there's, the players are going to go on with their lives. Sure, the though business. it's not going to impact players at all. No, no, because again, he's trying to prove criminality on the company, but for the NCAA, they're not trying to prove criminality. They just have to prove that Nike and, and these schools were not abiding by their rules, right. which they play by. Right. That's just a like just like Adidas game. was with correct with Ryan Bowen and Louisville, and yeah, they don't have to prove criminality. Right. The the, the federal courts are trying to. You know, handle that part. Handle that part. So the NCAA is gonna have to look at this. They have. No, oh, for sure. And he also—he's not a dumb guy, Avenida. Now he might be a little spited. He's Eccentric, a little, a yeah, little... He's eccentric. Now because he lost that sensationalist, yeah, sensationalist. You know, he's embarrassed maybe over the Stormy Daniels Trump thing. You know, he dropped it at a, the time of the NCAA tournament. We're going into the Sweet 16 yeah. in a few days. Uh, he's not stupid. It's gonna be very interesting to me, Devin, how the media and how television because as we've seen that duke ufc game that duke almost lost was one of the most watched college basketball games in that time frame in like 25 years yeah people are watching the tournament yeah and we as we mentioned before people love the the one and done people love the one and done format of the tournament they just like the excitement whether the whether the teams are good or not how good they are that that's beside the point so what on air for the next four days is true TNT, CBS, going to say about this? It's all, all for, out for, there. I mean, for... As a producer, what do you do? As a, as a you know, people producing the games, you're talking about Coach yeah. K, you're talking about Arizona. Calipari, Arizona. Calipari. They're all mentioned, so yeah, what are you going to do? I say? mean...
2: That that's a good point. Like Adidas was such an easy target and everyone was just shitting on him. Right. Yeah. When this stuff started coming out, whether it was Patino right. with the strippers Everything, and yeah. all that stuff. And, uh, yeah. James Gatto and Christian Dawkins and all yeah, that interworking. Everyone's shitting on him. Those it was an easy target. Low. Yeah. Nike is not an easy target. Yeah.
0: They're involved. They're, they're getting in so much of what we're doing yeah. on, on all this basketball, right. whether it's being sponsorships for events, being sponsors for USA basketball, yeah. being sponsors for the tournament. I mean, yeah. the tournament, you know, they, they're, they sponsor all the teams. Right. Many I'd be, teams.
2: I'd be surprised if we hear anything wow. from, from these guys. On air. You mean? On air about this. Yeah, I'd be surprised. That's because I feel like Nike is, is so much above it, they right? They're, they're, uh, they seem to be above it. They're
0: their interest in terms of uh, Nike throws a lot of money in the game. sure, And it's one of the reasons the tournaments got so popular. Duke,
2: Kentucky, they're yeah. all flagship programs within yeah. the NCAA. Yeah. They Duke don't... and Kentucky are, seem to be untouchable in all this right now. We'll see. I mean, that's that's what that's what I'm I'm trying to yeah. wrap my head around is, will anybody take shots shots at at Coach K, K and Calipari? Right. I
0: I don't see it happening. Yeah, there's other well, guys. There's, other guys are easy targets. Yeah, and there's lots of games coming up. There's Sweet Sixteen, then you got three more games the following week that everybody's gonna watch. Yeah. So everybody's gonna be watching this. Everybody sees Twitter. What do you think they're gonna do? Um, I don't think they're gonna mention it too much. They might have a little row. All oh, a row guy got arrested. They might.
2: So you or think they're going to spend it to an Avenatti getting arrested, Did, scumbag
0: lawyer, or stuff like that? We'll see. Yeah, but what he's saying has merit. If you've been involved in high school and grassroots like we do, it, it what he's saying is not out of the reach of of possibility.
2: For sure. Yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. something that like shocked anybody but, who has any yeah knowledge, a, a kid in high school or has knowledge. has played or been around yeah. um, travel club AAU basketball. Is it didn't come off as a surprise at all. Like this when it, I texted you when he started yeah. started. You know, it's tweeting and stuff like, out. hey, like tell us something that we don't know yeah. already. Because we know that the top players get paid.
0: Yeah. You know, it's in been various forms and ways. So yeah. Uh you know, obviously we don't know the all the details about this as much as we do some of these other topics we're hitting on, but we did want to hit on it because man, it's sensational. We just we're gonna follow it. We're you know, we're gonna have our opinion on it. And uh, you know, we would love to, you know, Tweet us at us, you know. Tweet Devin. Yeah, tweet, we want to hear, hear what guys you guys, say, guys yeah. say. You know, maybe we'll we'll send out a tweet or something during the week or during the tournament. You know, what do you guys think about this? But uh, I don't think people are just getting their heads wrapped around it. It's, it's we're dealing with the lawyer who's going after the president. Yeah, there's a lot. And now of, that he's teaming up with Gary Franklin going after Nike. That's just a lot for <laughs> me to crazy. That's just a lot for me to wrap my head around. That's
2: an that's an insane turnaround. That's you're going after the president th- with a porn star, the and then you're going after Nike with with a, a club coach who's, who's upset about losing his deal. Yeah, that's that's a lot. to those are two big time endeavors to, to to undertake, and we're not done with it. With, so within a within a
0: yeah. couple months span, and it's and I, now I, within a couple of days, it just, now, hits, yeah. it just hits even more. So, you know, a lot to talk about. A lot exciting time in terms of good basketball. You know, we got on the Sweet Sixteen. Geico's coming up. We have a lot of good content out there on BallsLife.com dot com and and our YouTube channel. You know, we have our guys at McDonald's. We're gonna have our guys at Jordan brand but man this looms big over everything uh Devin you know so yeah it really does let's uh before we
2: before we take off Ronnie let's just you know go through the sweet 16 real quick uh just give some some dots and picks and things like that um Duke obviously scraped, scraped by, by us SAP. UCF, UCF um, in the second round. Uh, Aubrey Dawkins, whose father, Johnny Dawkins, is a coach at UCF, played for Mike Krzyzewski and coached under him for quite a few years. He just had that tip in yeah. to win it, just rim right out. It's a California kid, They, they Yeah, they played Virginia Tech. Um, another matchup, LSU and Michigan State. A lot of people thought LSU would be reeling because of you know the coach being suspended, Will Wade being suspended for you know uh, his apparent paying of a player being caught in a wiretap saying he's going to pay a player. I think Michigan State-LSU is going to be a
0: good game. Yeah, that's a big, big man kind of game. Yeah, you know? guy for and sure. Nas Reed and them. Grown-ass man game. Yeah, going up against Michigan State, who you, we know doesn't take no punches. Uh, you know, Captain, Cassius Winston, the quarterback there. Great Nas Reed. Yeah, you know, great leader. They both played in the Balls Life All-American game. I like that game. Okay. Uh, like a man, like you said, a man type of game. Gonzaga,
2: um, Gonzaga Baylor. I think Gonzaga is going to outskill there.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll move on.
2: Yeah, uh, we have... Who's the next one? Texas Tech and Michigan. Interesting. Yeah, that's, Interesting. that's, that's kind of Michigan
0: a... Michigan and Michigan State could go to the eight. They could. Know? They could. Uh, that's good swoon for them because Michigan basketball's been the state of Michigan, their high school basketball's been really taking a hit in terms of guys leaving to prep schools. Sure. They they used to be have, you know, two, three teams in the Fat fifty high and now they really don't. You know, they don't even have a team in the Fat fifty and, and the state tournaments are all over. Yeah. Uh it's gonna be very interesting to see what I'm changing subject a little. The kid Amani Bates does if he stays at his oh, high yeah. school. yeah, he's that he's kid legit. is really good. Yeah, and he led his team to a surprise state title. So uh be interesting to see with all this we're talking about Nike being in, in peril right now. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen with these shoes? Deals? What's gonna happen with the UIB? What's gonna happen with the other circuits? You know, it's just right the circuits. Yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. So what what are the last few games? Then? Uh, Kentucky
2: and Houston. That's an interesting game. Kevin yeah. Sampson's doing it fantastic job They're one of the best defense teams in the country
0: yeah and i know he's uh maybe people are saying he's gonna buff for the arkansas job but i think he should concentrate there you know if he can win this game and, and even win one more wow that yeah, would he's got something i mean he's got, he's got he's
2: got he's got fan support he's got administration the support he's he's getting the kids that he wants who will compete people, for him
0: the people in houston want good basketball yeah yeah and yeah. that's a basketball town for it's sure a basketball town now for sure basketball in dallas and houston are big if people don't know from the, from the
2: rockets now houston yeah. houston the, 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 the college, scene. the grassroots scene is big. Yeah. They got a lot of good players there. They got a lot of good clubs and club coaches and yeah. guys who cover the cover the scene, the scene out there. The, Houston's a, a big time basketball town, so I'd like to see Samson um, make a run, there. make a run, and keep keep that going. Um, it's good to see you know the the smaller names, not, not necessarily smaller schools, but smaller names, you know, uh, be good in March. Uh, Auburn in North Carolina, Bruce Pearl coaching him up. I, I like I see, Bruce
0: Pearl as a coach, but I think North Carolina is still much. my team Kobe right White. now.
2: Kobe White, I picked him to win it all. I think yeah. you did too. Kobe White's just
0: now been let me, fantastic. Let me ask you this uh, about North Carolina. Our guy Dinos Tragonis, who's a, a, a grassroots event operator here, he goes, Ronnie. oh, you know, he was at Ball's Life. So do you, do you think when you saw Kobe White there that this is the, what you were going to see this year? Or are you a little surprised too? Because Dino goes, man, I, I didn't even... See what this guy was doing like that. I
2: think Kobe White's game mm-hmm. is, you know, North Carolina, they have some star talent. But, again, you, you put Luke May in a grocery store in, yeah. in Costa Mesa, mm-hmm. California, or Irvine. Yeah. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows who he is. A lot, of these, a lot of the guys on North Carolina, you put them out here as randomly, you wouldn't know who they are.
0: Yeah. And I think that serves them well because they're, they have some upperclassmen that are doing well. And they have Kobe. Yeah, you think or, Luke
2: May is just like a, an accountant at some yeah. like real estate
0: firm or something like that. And that's what i kind of not sure about Duke. They got the three incredible talents. They got no shooting. But they're not quite as good in a slowdown game as as people saw during the season. Obviously, people watch highlights. It's not hard to fall in love with Zion Williamson. Who doesn't like what he's doing? But I still think he's just more physically gifted than other people right now. But... Are they going to be the better team for six straight games against teams that keep getting better and better as you go on? Right. They've Especially, already shown against UCF, like whoa, yeah, you guys, are not playing too well down the stretch. they are not hitting shots.
2: Oh, they can't hit it. They can't hit a outside shot to save their life. Oh, wow, and that's, that's going to be tough. You, you can't spread the floor in college basketball. It's great because there's no three second defense rule, so you can pack in a zone. Got it, got it. You know what I mean? And yeah. you got Trey Jones jacking up threes, and they're not going in. They're not going. And in. And everyone needs five hundred bounces to get a shot off. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, I just. Th- they're a little shaky. Yeah, I said on our last pod in episode 16 when, when Maddie Kovac joined us, I said Duke's probably the most susceptible one seed to get upset.
1: Okay, that yeah, makes
2: sense. Next few because they can't shoot. And I, I think, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think they're they're susceptible. I, Tennessee and, and Purdue, that's an interesting matchup. T- Tennessee has gr- another grown-ass man game. Yeah, grown man game. Um, with Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield, two guys who were not highly recruited and rated out of high school. Yeah. And now they're big time, you know, college basketball players.
0: Yep. I, I like Tennessee's makeup. Um, glad they got this far in terms of getting over that hump of the first two games, they'll play well. I'm still looking at um North Carolina is the, the team I think has the best chance to win it all. To win four more games.
2: You think games. they're the deepest, most balanced, yeah. you know, yeah. best
0: and they, at per position. They play hard, you know, they and have they have the experience playing against Duke. They played them three times. Okay. So they, you know, they know what it takes to beat a team of that caliber. they're obviously on opposite sides of yeah. the bracket. Who do you see, Devin, as we close the show in the in the the two fi- the two sides of the bracket in the final four? Just uh, you know, quick yeah. prediction.
2: Oh, man, this is tough. I see Michigan State.
0: Okay. And I see this... Mi-
2: I see Michigan. They they will play against each other in the. And then I I see I like Houston. I do like Houston, North Carolina. So Houston
0: will be playing North Carolina. Correct, yeah. And then Michigan, Michigan State?
2: Michigan and Gonzaga. I'm going to take Duke over Virginia Tech just because they, sure. they played in the ACC and you know Duke handled them. Then um, I see Michigan State beating LSU, so Duke, Michigan State. I see Michigan State beating Duke. I see Michigan beating Gonzaga. Um, Virginia and Tennessee, I'm going to go Tennessee. Okay. I think they match up physically. Play a good pace, play a good brand of basketball. Um, too much size, and I see Kentucky, North Carolina advancing, and North Carolina beating Kentucky to reach a Final Four. Um, I think there's a, these are all going to be good games though. For the the first few rounds, weren't we're very good I mean, games. A lot of blowouts, yeah. a lot of boring games. Not a whole lot of like major, major, major upsets and like you know game winning shots we're used to. Last second shots we're used to. There were a couple. But for the most part, it was one of the more. Um, I saw a stat that it was since two thousand two. I believe it was the most
0: lopsided margin of victory per game yeah. on average. It, it seemed like it. I mean, oh, yeah. I didn't know that stat, but it seemed yeah. like it. There was only the game that only everybody was watching that mattered was Duke and UCF. When they saw that it was close, they're like, "Wow, let's put this on." Right. The country was watching, and they almost put off the upset. So by the time we come on pod eighteen, uh, the final four field will be yeah, set. Exactly. Um, I'll be at Geico's Nationals. We'll try to get it in we'll get you guys and who knows what's going to happen with what Avenatti's going to tweet between now and then so thanks for tuning in and staying tuned Devin why don't you um yeah pre- kind of yeah, yeah, bring take, us home with us, that bring us home we appreciate
2: uh, you guys listening in as always um, if you like the show you like what you hear please subscribe and like on um, iTunes SoundCloud any of the outlets that we put this on um, and if you want to you know talk some shit on what we're talking about please tweet us Uh, Put our handles in the tweet. You know, we're always looking for a good debate, good topic to discuss. So if you guys have anything you want to hear, let us know. That'll do it for episode 17 of the In the Paint show. Devin Oogland and Ronnie Flores signing off.